1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is the Rosenshine podcast, featuring
0: the Swedish sisters, Josephine Roos and Victoria Olson.
1: Good morning, this is Victoria sending from Atlanta. And hi, this is Josephine sending from Bogota, Colombia. So today is all about laying the foundations for the future you and being happy in the now.
0: Yes, we thought it was time to start to shift our focus, well, a little bit to the present situation, but Mm -hmm. then also shift it towards the future and be inspired and, and see,
1: you know, what's what's coming next and how can we build that next. Exactly. Use the opportunity where we're at right now to actually build a future. Yes. But first, we need to check in on the current status. Yes. What is, what is the current status in Atlanta, Vicky? So in America, we say status and not status, mm-hmm. apparently. Mm-hmm. I've learned. <laughs> so... The status here okay. is uh, up and down, uh, I must say. Um, for one, I, so I live in Atlanta, and we are the first state, Georgia, that are now going to try, I guess, sort of the Swedish experiments and <laughs> open up a little bit. Oh. So that's exciting. Uh-huh. And when I saw those news, I was very excited. And then the president announced that he was going to stop all the sort of immigration and For those of you who know, my husband went back to Sweden for doing some work for a few weeks. And as we're not citizens, he's now stuck there on the wrong side of the ocean. We might have mentioned this on the last podcast. Mm. And this was interesting because I've been fine. I mean, obviously, I've missed him a lot. But then there was like a little 24-hour gap where I actually thought he would be able to make it on this one flight that was booked for monday yes it happened last monday and that didn't work and then when i re- when i got my hopes up and those hopes got crushed, then i got like super disappointed mm-hmm. and i had a bad 24 hour day like really sad oh uh, that yeah. sounds a yeah. little
0: bit like our situation here so yesterday we got the news that quarantine is prolonged for another two weeks, so effectively another three weeks from, you know, when we gave were given the notice. Yeah. And oh, the air just sank <laughs> out of us. Because I, honestly, I think everyone I speak to, the quarantine in Colombia is one
1: of the... The more hardcore quarantine. Yes. Yes. So you're going to be able to brag about this in the future. Imagine all the cocktail parties. (laughs) That is
0: honestly, this that's part of our episode today. Because honestly, the hardship is also building strength and character and ability to cope in the future. Yes. So yes, I'm embracing that. I think I even said to a friend that I kind of liked that I had the
1: worst entry within uh, you know yes and situation of everyone i kind of like it too because (laughs) it's like in our family you know so we have sweden and they're like they don't get it at all because they're doing their own thing Uh, our brother like
0: bought a boat yeah just like you know we're gonna go out on the ocean and here we're sitting in a little apartment yeah and then we have you in like a fancy villa with a (laughs) swimming pool and I don't know how sorry I feel for you. But, uh, the Andrea situation,
1: sure. <laughs> See, that ups my status of feeling sorry for her. Yes. Yeah, that's true. But on the other hand, when I go out for a walk or a run or a bike ride, I'm thinking about you. Because you, and even when we, we went on a common walk together, so we were both on our phones, and you got stopped by the police. <laughs> yes, sir.
0: I was actually quite happy you were with me there, so that was a little bit, you know, we talked about. Otherwise, you might have just thought that I made up the story. But yes, I was out on the correct day, i.e., the day that women are allowed to leave the house. Uh-huh. It so old-fashioned, right? But you have you have days for women and days for men at the moment in mm-hmm. in Colombia. So the right day, in my workout gear, but still with a shopping bag on my arm. Oh. So so anyways they stop me and they're like where are you going Oh no voy a car- Caruja Caruja is the big uh, shopping uh, market here and he looks at me like very serious with his mask of course on me with not not a mask cuz i'm not supposed to you know engage with anyone and i'm like no I'm and he looks yeah and he looks at me and goes but Caruja is that way <laughs> you know pointing the opposite <laughs> way that i'm going so i'm like thinking fast they were out of tofu <laughs> And he's like uh, looking at me, kind of, you know, ah, oh, whatever. Let me, let me continue my walk to you know, yeah, find tofu.
1: I was proud of you because I heard the conversation via the phone, and I'm like, yeah, I got the tofu part, and I, I was pretty cool. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so
0: I was let out. Mm-hmm. But about being let out, we've talked a little bit about this, and that's um the introvert. Yeah, the introvert side that is allowed to come out now um, during this time. And every time I speak to you and we try to plan things, you're like, well, I'm actually really <laughs> embracing this
1: introvert yeah. now. So, <laughs> but it's, it's, so tell me about that. <laughs> well, it's, it's true. I mean, we, we both, most of us have, you know, extroversion and introversion, and we tend to lean more towards one or the other. And, I'm personally certified in Myers and Briggs and you read lots about that. And I'm more stronger on the extrovert. But I do so much of extroversion that I've just really enjoyed having this introversion. And the longer this quarantine kind of, yes, version goes on, the more I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm like, this is really good. I don't feel like being so... I'm just sort of... Yes, my husband, you know, would be really, really nice. But I have my daughters here. I have you on WhatsApp, which is not a big difference from how it normally is. You know, yeah, I'm I'm kind of enjoying it. Yeah, I'm embracing my inner introvert. Yeah, and that would uh, now when you're saying that,
0: it makes me think, though, that you both are doing that. And you're also just embracing the situation, embracing what is. Yeah, because I'm sure that if this happened to be like... A super extroverted time. And you'd be like, oh, I'm embracing this extrovert. So I'm not saying that you're like making this up. I think that it's a really good quality. And I think that that's something that we can all actively do. I mean, I I feel a little bit that I'm doing the same. We have loads of conversations, Steve and I, where we're really thinking about, okay, well, what's the future gonna look like? Do we really wanna do yeah. these many things? I mean, I, I think about how often I like, you know, dress my kids, run to a gymboree, like an activity class for Luca. And then there's a brunch plan and then it's a museum. And if I don't do that, the Saturday hasn't felt, you know, fulfilled. And maybe that clutter will, maybe we will remove that a little bit from from our life.
1: Yeah, I Post. I do think and I do hope that all of us, as in the global population will learn something from this period. And I think when I hope that things and in one way will get back to normal, but I hope that we also from all kinds of different perspectives, will learn from this and we'll embrace kind of a new normal when we go on.
0: And to some extent, that's what this podcast is about. We really mm-hmm. said when we talked about, you know, beforehand, we said, Oh, not just another Corona crisis podcast, but let's look forward. You know what what can happen next, and yes. how do we gear our thought patterns towards towards that um, mm-hmm. positive future, as opposed to maybe reading news about the economic crisis and yeah. and the the things that will, of course, come with this, which is less positive, and and so on. And
1: you read this very interesting article, I thought, or saw a really interesting interview. Exactly. I was listening
0: to an interview with someone called Katherine Sanderson, who's been... Mm -hmm. she wrote a book called The, Posit- the Positivity Shift.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: this was a a talk with her on resilience during crisis. Mm-hmm. So how do you build your resilience during crisis? And of course, that's focused on the how to be happy now part of our podcast. Yeah. But actually, that lays the foundation for, for the future as well. Yeah. So she shared, um, I mean, she shared a number of interesting things. Uh, one is, of course, that we people as people are very uncomfortable with uncertainty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's I mean that's just one of the worst things. We all say like you know if we only knew when this crisis ends, you know, then we could be happy. <laughs> yeah. But we don't and this is going to go on for for a long time. So that's to embrace that and but what you can do to counter that might be to look into what can I control? Yes. So you can control what you eat if you're being healthy um, that you are creating connections, that you are finding purpose and meaning, which we'll talk more about soon. So there are a number of things that you can do to set yourself up for, for creating a sense of control, which you might lack in terms of your your bigger life. Mm-hmm. The caveat is, of course, or maybe not the caveat, but you will also have to allow yourself to have down days and worry and this is not, again, that you need to be super positive all of the time. Horrible things are happening. But you can control a few things and that may- can make you feel better.
1: So it immediately makes me think of what you actually recommended. And I think you've recommended it on so many of our podcast episodes. <laughs> the detox. from, And I'm like, yes, yes. But now I am finally doing it. And I so I just a little remark is when I say that you're spot on in actually how nice it is to have something to really control, mm. like w- what you eat and prepare your menus. Mm. And so that little project could not be better than now.
0: Yeah, so we're doing the 10-day the um, blood sugar solution detox by Dr. Mark Heyman. And, uh, yes, it is boring, but you could never be as efficient with doing this as you are now, because there are no social events where you do want to take a glass of wine or or break, you know? And um, so yes, can very much recommend that if you um want to be a little bit extra healthy. Mm-hmm. But then another thing that she mentioned was, um which I found very interesting, and that's around adversity. And we can, of course, this corona crisis is really adversity. For all of us on different levels, for some, of course, on a much larger level. And for some of us, it just means, you know, being confined in your house, for Mm -hmm. example. But people that have experienced two to six adverse events are happier than those that haven't experienced any. Um, Because of the basic things. I mean, you start to appreciate the small things in life. You start to become more compassionate to Mm -hmm. other people. You can use this pandemic as an opportunity to do good things and do well. And yeah. research tells us that that gives us happiness. Yeah. But what I really liked the most was also to see this, this pandemic, this crisis that we're in as a chance to develop your skills for coping, yeah. which can bring us further. And I mean, I, I sometimes find uh, people, for example, that have had a, a rough childhood you know, and uh, they'll come out and say, you know, okay, that was really bad, but because of that, I'm all of these strong, amazing things. Yeah, I did not have a rough childhood. <laughs> uh, in in many ways, I mean, you everyone have their obstacles in their childhood, but you know,
1: in in many ways, absolutely not. You were not and let think, into my room when I was on the phone. I know that yeah, was really exactly. tough. Yeah, locked
0: me out. Yeah, big sister. <laughs> but it. Uh, this time actually gives you an opportunity to practice your coping skills and become even stronger and even happier in the future. So looking at it from that side, it's um, it can actually even be a positive event to have to go through this uh, hardship.
1: Yeah, I I love that idea to how do you build resilience really? And just a few reflections. I, I think it's it's like with health that you don't really appreciate it that much unless until the moment when you don't have health right yeah Uh, and then it's like when you are being sick and and throwing up and how much you would die for having a glass of water (laughs) and then once you can you know and I I try to remind myself like to really you know enjoy that uh, glass of water then and I I think that's absolutely right and it's also because once you know once you've struggled through something and it's been really tough and rough and then I think it's really good to be able to look back and say, "Wow, I did it!" Right? And I think this is what we, as a group, are kind of learning now. And I, I think this year that I've had has been so exciting, but it's also been really tough in so many ways. And I'm now that I'm having my introverted embracing <laughs> time, I'm, I'm like having a moment to look back and say, "Wow, Victoria, I, I moved to the U.S. with two teenage daughters, started." Uh, a new job. I've been in eighteen different states. You know, it's been a lot of things, right? I mean, you basically did the travel for the year in the first few months. Yes. So for the tra- you, the
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so for you the flight ban and so on is actually, you know, as a as a normal person, you've done more than when than they would travel. Uh-huh.
1: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss.
0: So another another part that was mentioned uh, by Katherine Sanders was really this finding a meaning and the purpose mm-hmm. during this time, and it could be on a small scale or it can be on a bigger level, right? This meaning yeah. or purpose. Yeah. But I, what I found really crucial about this is how this. Enables us to look towards the future and really see. Oh, what's engaging for me is to think about. Okay, so how will this meaning and purpose? How will I bring that with me into this new future that yeah. we want to create? We want to create something better. And so, what are the things that we can bring with us? And what are the things that I can do that gives me meaning to both write out this challenging situation and be better. So that brings us then to revisit our goals and purpose. Yeah, so find this bigger picture. What kind of world do we want? And um, what have we learned that we can bring with us?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, actually. So what I've learned these uh, weeks here, is I'm on number week number six working from home now, and the first weeks were very, very hectic, and now I'm kind of finding my rhythm. Uh, But I've gone back and looked at my vision boards, you know, the ones we did for New Year's, and we've spoken about them in our our podcast. And it's interesting that the vision of who I want to be and what I want to achieve, and it's not changed. It's the same, even though the environment around me has changed. And I think that's really so if you did write down your sort of New Year's resolution or vision board, I'd recommend everyone to just go back and Reflect on that a little bit now. Think about if you have a mission statement. So what does it really mean? If you don't have that already, I'd say this is like the most brilliant opportunity to take that pass. Because the world has kind of created a pause for us right now to just step back and, and look at this and say, hey, so who do I want to be? It's not so much about what I want to do, but who do I want to be?
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And and you're I mean, you work a lot with your roles. And we've talked about that in a number of mm-hmm, different podcast mm-hmm. episodes. So you can go and look look at those. But would you say, could you go us through like a practical examples? How would you work through your roles if you did that now?
1: Yeah. Well, a very simple way for all of you to do this is just to take a piece of paper and a pen and draw a large circle on this piece of paper, and then split the circle into seven pieces of pie. And basically, those seven pieces symbolizes your role. So one role should be yourself. And then I say, you know, the other six are your most important roles. And if you do work, and if you spend a considerable amount of time at work, it's probably not just one role that you have in work. But so for me, for example, I I have... A senior leadership consultant but I also have author and I have podcast host. right you know all, all, <laughs> these are three examples of my roles and then I have mother and wife mm. so what you can do then is to diff- look at them so it's not about just writing down its title it's like where do I spend most of my time what's most important to me what makes meaning and then once you've done that you take a moment and really think about now in all these roles, what would extraordinary look like? And not necessarily as in successful, like you, you mm-hmm. need to become the CEO, but more like for me, if I were to sort of like, wow, Victoria, great job as a mother, what would that look like? Mm. So, for example, as a mother, I've and I think I've shared this before, it's about being engaged and creating engagement. Mm. Uh, as a leadership consultant, I... Looked at and I said, "Well, I want to be world class. I I don't want to be just a good consultant. I want to be like wow, world class. So, if you do this for each of your roles and think about like what would it look like if it was really for you extraordinary, that's like the first thing. Then you can make a little bit of an evaluation, like if the center of the circle is I'm I'm far off and." all the way out to the outskirts of the circle, that's like, wow, you're already there. Then you can shade the circle, this wheel, basically, to see how you're balancing the wheel and how you're doing. And maybe you find like, oh, I'm I'm doing great in this role, but actually it's it's not that important. In, in real life, this role is much more important, right? Yeah. And what I find now then, what I do is I, I look at my roles and... I'm in sort of a different environment, so many things going on. And I'm like, well, actually, like my yoga instructor role is on zero. I'm not, I'm not doing it. You know, maybe I add a little bit of yoga into my workshops, which I I don't really do any longer. So it's like really, because so many things are happening to me in the other roles, but like a world-class consultant looked one way in February and another way today, you know, what does that require, mm. which means that I have a great opportunity and I have worked so much on enhancing my online delivery, which has been like, wow, what a great learning opportunity. Mm. The same like an engaging and engaged mother. What does that look like, you know, in, in the world when we're all at home? So like today it was like, we're all super busy, but I'm like, all right, girls, let's just get on our bikes and prepare the lunch and bike down to the lake and have our lunch there and bike back home, right? Just to create that engagement and movement into our lives, kind of.
0: Yeah, and and that's great. And I think also in this situation, what I'm noticing is the need to in in one sense, scale down. So we're looking at what are the things that we are really enjoying at work. Yeah, I mean that's another way of finding meaning and purpose. So what is it that we're really finding that's interesting, and um, how can we bring that with us into the future? And um, so also the idea of letting this situation move you and change you. Yeah, don't pretend that everything is normal and the same. But take this, yeah. Take this time as a moment to to reflect and uh and be in the situation and then pick out what are the things that you like the most with the situation. Not focus on all of the worst thing with the situations, but what do you like the most? I mean, of course I don't like being stuck in our apartment, but I really like the simplicity of our life. And I feel like our Sunday and Saturday mornings are a lot easier than when I'm normally stressed in getting us out of the house to achieve things or yeah. or or whatever that
1: means. I love that approach and it kind of makes me think that what we're saying like okay, let's not view this as being stuck in my apartment, but it's you know in in a sense it's like we are in this pause of things and it's like we're always hunting or at least me for like this moment of for a pause right mm-hmm. and now it's not we were not the ones who created this pause it came to us but what can we do with this pause really yeah this, this break this this moment of space yeah and simplify
0: yeah I, I believe that simplify and I'm doing a meditation course right now um, Sam Harris has a very good meditation course. And that is all about that. It's talking a lot about how meditation is, you know, it's not about adding anything to your life. It's about removing things and being more connected to what already is, what's already happening. Mm-hmm. And another thought that's come to mind was Eckhart Tolle saying, you know, e- embrace this moment as as if you'd chosen it. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful.
1: I love that. But all of this change, it also has an impact
0: on the future of of leadership, which, of course, is something that's really close to to both of our hearts. And Mm -hmm. we talked about just before for us, the madness started, we had a podcast released in, in early March. We talked about the future of leadership and how important it was to be present in the now. Yeah. So it's all about those characteristics, like how do we get leaders that are or how do you, as a leader, really make sure that you are present in the in the now? But one thing that struck me as really interesting in the conversation right now is is around female leaders in yeah. the coronavirus times. Yeah. So a lot of articles now are writing about the the countries that have female leaders and how they're doing. Many of them are doing exceptionally well. Yeah. And in regards to taking very decisive early action but also by meeting the public with a lot of truth and and empathy. And so those potentially characteristically female skills.
1: Yeah, and I I think this is so interesting. And I think what is really happening right now is that we're pushing for certain things that's kind of been waiting around to get a moment of shine, right? Like Hmm. this female leadership, like this... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, as we said in early March, we were like, yeah, to be present in the now. And this is exactly what we're learning now and what leaders need to learn. And I think what leaders need to be embracing when everyone is then going back to normal, because it will not be really normal again, ever. No, I mean, that's the thing. I
0: mean, we're not possibly going back to a normal Um and it was really nice our mother sent us an email uh, with her reflections on on yeah. future leadership and of course having been a female leader for for a long time it was it was really nice to get her thoughts on this but one of the things that she was mentioning was you know, when we come back, we're going to need leaders come back to work or come back to some kind of more normal time. Mm-hmm. We're going to need leaders that have more empathy yeah. because people will have gone through a lot of different challenges. I mean, we're talking about our situation here, but of course people will have lost loved ones yes. and and um, there will be a really tough economic challenges for some people and so on. So we really need leaders that are able to be empathetic yeah and another point that that she raised was the the importance for the people when we start coming back there's going to possibly be even a stronger need for people to be seen and appreciated yeah because we've been here you know in our closets for a few (laughs) months and no we haven't maybe got the pat on the shoulder that we need and and it's been a hard time and it's going to be, you know, to recognize our employees is going to be an even stronger uh, need. Yeah. But that being said, you know, having longed for for this being closer to other people, potentially, and not you who embrace the introverts, <laughs> but for, you know, other people that, that are looking forward to see each other, there will be a lot of tension. It's like when you meet someone you haven't seen for a long time. Yeah you'll be happy to see them, but all of this conflict will arise. It's yeah. like you have to new turf battles and new. So you need leaders that have a lot of skills in in dealing with these emotions and, and with conflict, basically.
1: Yeah. I So I, I love that mom put all of this together and, and her reflections. And she was also adding like, we all have different perspectives from, you know, so she's in her 70s and that's, what a trauma for that age group to know that you're like, yeah, this is the risk zone, and then others having done different things. So I just think, yeah, she's just adding such a beautiful and important perspective to this.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you recently did um uh, did a webinar on on leading teams remotely, and yeah. you can tell a little bit more about that. But that also reminded me of of some other points in terms of the need to create new teams when we come back, and also how company values might might change and shift yeah. during this time yeah. and needs to be yeah. re-
1: redefined. So actually, yeah. And I actually do a lot of online workshops now with Franklin Covey for leaders and different organizations uh, across the, the U.S. and also, now I'm going to do for an open one, or not an open one, but for our leaders in Spain and Portugal and uh, Italy. That's going to be very interesting. But where I really talk about this specific point of where we, all the things that you said, like connection and communication and empathy, we we cannot just wait until we see each other again, mm. right? Because we we don't really know when that's going to happen. We still need to create that, even if we're not being... Live with each other, yeah, and it's so i I think that's a core skill. and it's interesting i I heard on the I read somewhere that the World Health Organization were so disappointed with themselves that they came up with the term social distancing because actually, it's not social distancing they want. it's physical distance, yeah, right. but on the contrary, we really, really need the social aspect of it, mm. yeah. So even from my introverted bubble, I am. I'm going <laughs> You're to talking say, to me at least, and to all of you guys. Listening. Yes, yes, exactly. And I, so I, I do talk to a lot of people daily in my work, but via a different forum now that I'm getting to enjoy more and more, to to be honest. But also, I'm I'm connecting with friends, and we do go out for walks here with neighbors, and keeping our six feet, you know, and and having talks. And I find that the conversations are getting. More and more meaningful all the time, yeah. Because, you know, that's kind of what we need. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe to sum up,
0: um, it's you know about being happy in the now. Is of course about finding what your resilience is and appreciate that resilience within you yeah. and see that, see this give this situation purpose and and meaning, and then find purpose and meaning in what you do. Yeah. So that that's something that you can bring with you into the future. And And have that vision for the future. Exactly. Have the vision for the future. Learn from female leaders that are doing well to see how that leadership will be even more needed in the future. Mm -hmm. And then I would recommend, and I've said this before, but keep on engaging in positive future related uh, conversations. So not only reading about the economical financial crisis is not going to take you so many places but thinking about where is the change where is the opportunity where is the meaning behind all of this
1: yeah um i love that yeah it's an opportunity when we are in this topsy-turvy craziness when things are upside down to see things from new perspective Mm -hmm. so Go out and and look for that perspective. Or Uh, sit inside. Embrace the introvert. (laughs) Yeah, yes, exactly. Embrace (laughs) the introvert. And and then look outside and see, hey, what are the things that actually can enrich my life? Not only for now, but for the future.
0: And when you can, think of the present moment as if you would have chosen it um, yourself.
1: Yeah. So having said that, we wish you all a fantastic day week uh, life wherever you're at and if you think that this podcast was valuable feel free to well actually please share it with your friends and colleagues and networks and we would love that yes please do take care everyone bye bye
0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.